Yeah, that's how it should sound when Test Cricket, or more specifically, Cricket, is coming back after lockdown and after coronavirus times. Cricket will be back on Wednesday with the Wiston Trophy, England versus West Indies. And welcome from wherever you are around the globe and listening to Bold, the Ultimate Cricket Podcast with me, Lucas Woodgate, from my headquarters in Skilnet, Stockholm. Sweden. I'd like to welcome you to the first episode after lockdown and today we're going to go through yeah of course the return of cricket, the Wiston Trophy, England versus West Indies and some yeah unfamiliar Swedish cricket and that's for you to come in today's episode. So let's jump straight into it. Test cricket will be returning with the classical Wiston Trophy between England and West Indies. The first test taking on at the Ajayas Bowl in Southampton, the second and third Old Trafford, Manchester. You might be wondering why they picked these venues, because they got hotels next to them so the players can stay in, so they don't need to travel to other hotels as they would need in different cases because of the coronavirus. It was a massive shock when the ECB and England government announced the start of Test Cricket again and the start of cricket because England was one of the mostly hard-struck coronavirus countries in the world. So for them to take on the role to test the first Test Series after coronavirus and see how it goes. So far in the warm-up match, just England has had one. West Indies has had two three-day warm-up matches intra-squad. From what I've heard, those matches should have gone very well with the games, the cricket quality, and the mental health system around it. And everything's working as it should. And according to the ECB, the cricket level is top-notch, which all of us cricket fans are very happy to hear. And yeah, when it comes back to cricket reformating or cricket coming back, after coronavirus lockdown or any sport. The main sport I've been watching is the Premier League, of course, my CC team. I'm a bit upset with the big thrash if you watch soccer, Southampton yesterday, but it's fine. The work they've done in Sky Sports or ESPN or MCN and the players, the coaches, the league, the Premier League, the FA Cup uh, is amazing. The, the crowd noise that they've got in on television is very good. First games didn't really work. Uh, that well, um, but it's got much better, and you can really feel that it is crowd there. But then you look up, and of course there's no crowd, but it gives you a nice atmosphere of the game, and it feels a rather usual and normal, which I think in the case is good. And I think in the cricket, I'm not sure about adding the crowd noise if we're coming to like spectators value, but. The little, like, Lord's bus, like, when somebody's coming in at Lord's, could be okay. But then you need to pick between that or having the Barmy Army singing that. And it would be lovely to have the Barmy Army, hear the Barmy Army singing, pumping their massive songs. Come on, Jimmy, come on, Stuart. And, like, massive rules when they get a wicked and stuff. But then the Lord's, the Lord's could have been good too. So the ECB announced they're going to pick from those two or nothing at all on television. I think for the first series, nothing at all would be okay for cricket, but it's still not because it's pretty boring. We hope 
uh, all of us probably watched the Australia versus New Zealand last game before lockdown. And that was pretty boring about crowd. You just heard the ball come off when it didn't come off much of the meat. Of course, and I hear the ball come off the meat. But what it doesn't is not the nicest feeling. And, yeah, it looked very empty and you just felt empty and you didn't really know what's going on. This is been a cricket game that counts and it felt like some county cricket game that, or Charles Street game that doesn't count. Yeah, but I think the recreation of cricket will be very good. And, of course, we are all excited just to get the sport back on Wednesday, as I said. With some trophy, yes, the warm-ups to the tournament have been very good for both sides. But we jump in and talk about the home side, England, first, of course. So England played one intra-squad match between them. A three-day warm-up game that got joined between Team Butler and Team Josh Butler, Team Ben Stokes, sorry, and Josh Butler, if you like, were two team names of the two leading players, I would say, in that team. So Team Stokes, if we go through who were in the teams, Team Stokes, Dominic Sibley, Kenneth Jennings, Zach Crawley, Johnny Bairstow, Ben Stokes, Ben Forks, Moan Ali, Lewis Georgery, Craig Overton, Jack Leach, Uli Stone, Jimmy Anson, Chucky Mohammed, Rory Burns, James Borsey, Joe Denley, Dan Lawrence, Uli Pope, Josh Butler, Sam Curran, Chris Wokes, Don Best, Mark Wood, Jeff Rasha, Stuart Board, Matt Parkinson, Uli Pope. So that game between which England versus England battle was a nice one. Um, apparently, according to people that have watched it, it was good cricket. It was better than the West Indies. They looked much sharper. The West Indies bowlers have apparently not come up to that 150, 140Ks. But uh, Jofra Archer was looking strong for England, which is a good side for English supporters. But, uh, yeah, go through the team stories where Uli Pope was the highest scoring player in that intra-squad game, which may shock you, Uli Pope. But some, even the BBC and ESPN are regarding Uli Pope as the new Ben Stokes, which he said himself is a big thing to take on, that you're the new Ben Stokes. But it's fun to hear, but it puts pressure on me, of course, for this series. This summer, even before the summer, when they're South Africa tour, when he got 150 not out or something, they were saying, oh, Uli Pope, the new Ben Stokes to lead England cricket in Red Bull. What England have wanted in Red Bull cricket for such a long time. This is what England needs in cricket. So he got shocked and he was the highest scoring player. He scored better than Ben Stokes, Judge Butler. And he looked very fluent, apparently, uh, in those games and just had that class that he's going to be the new next-gen England player and he could guide England, which is exciting for English supporters. Now let's jump into the 13-man squad. So West Indies picked 15, England picked 13, which regarding is a little bit weird with COVID-19, but nobody really understands why, but it's what England chose to do. They picked their squad and, uh, yeah, this is how it looks. This is how it looks. So they will have Don Best as their spinner in the 13-man squad. So Don Best, that's a surprise. England doesn't really have that main spinner. Uh, between Jack Leach then, that, um, of course, did a, we don't really know from the Ashes. He didn't take many wickets in the Ashes. He didn't play in the South African tour uh, during winter. 
So we don't really know that much. We just knew that he could stay in and he's going to be heroic. That's kind of where his name has popped up. Popped up. Dom Best has taken 11 wickets in four tests. Uh, so he's pretty new. He's going to give a chance in this first test at the Ajayas Bowl and see how see how he will go. So the whole lineup will be Ben Stokes, of course, as captain after the massive controversy. After Joe Root going to get or awaiting his second child, who was going to be the captain? They picked Ben Stokes to be the captain, the leading man who won the World Cup for them and pushed the Ashes further away from Australia. But Australia, of course, nicked it back as they should. And then they got the paceman, James Anderson, who's retiring of his end career. Could be his last summer, but he says it'll be his second last. He won't finish in front of crowds, which is understandable. Geoff Archer, Dominic Bess, Stuart Broad, Roy Bernstein, Butler, Keith Keeper, Zach Crawley, Joe Danley, Ollie Pope, Dom Sidney, Chris Wokes, Mark Wood. So that is the 13-man English squad that will be around the games. Then at the hotel, we've got the reserves. James Borsey, Sam Curran, Ben Pokes, Dan Lawrence, Jack Leach, Saki Mohammed, Craig Overton, Ollie Burns and Ollie Stones. Um, so if we start with what I personally think, of course, you guys can go in on our Instagram. Mine is Luke's we'll get at them. Or the other one is Cricket Podcast Bowl, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And, of course, Google. Or you just comment on Spotify or where you find your pods, where you're listening. Um, the two main players I think are missing in that squad is Johnny Best, though, number one. If Josh Butler's going to be keeper, he isn't the best keeper. I think England needs that Johnny Bairstow keeper, like more like Tim Payne-ish, that can get 50s or not maybe even 50s. He's just in there for the keeping. Um, because he's such a better keeper than Josh Butler. Uh, Josh Butler's a okay keeper. He, I don't really think he performs his best at stages. And uh, in white ball, I think the World Cup wasn't the best for him. He dropped a lot of catches and a lot of missed calls and tough stuff for him and going over the ball when it's coming up, ducking. And, yes, I think it's tough for Josh Butler. But, yeah, I think Johnny Bairstow is a big, big um, thing that they should that they have left out that should have been in that squad for that game. Then my second one, which could wish we get some controversy, is Owen Morgan. I think I know a lot of people say Owen Morgan, he is that – White ball captain, he's going to leave white ball. He's never going to get any tests. He's not the right test player. But in my eyes, Owen Morgan is that perfect test player. I think if you gave Owen Morgan a summer, um, I think he could totally do like Josh Butler, switch over from uh, his one day, because he's a very nice one day player, to red ball cricket. Of course, I know switching from white ball cricket to red ball cricket is very hard. But I think Owen Morgan would have that capability to switch and bat it four or three and be England's main batman together with Joe Root because I think they're missing they're missing one of those teams that Australia would have there. If you look, your top four in my case is your best four. Uh, it's your attacking four. It's what you're going to start. So if you look top four in Australia, which are number one test side, you got. Roy, uh, Joe Burns, sorry, David Warner, Miles Labuschagne, Steve Smith. So between them, between three wickets falling down, they could easily get 300 runs by themselves on 
a bad day and a, on a good day, they could get 300 runs themselves. On a bad day, they would still get 200. So that's 200 for free. That's a good test for you. And then, of course, they got Matthew Wade. Travis Head can finish off. Tim Payne can bat. He can get regular 50s for this round side. And then the Tailenders can come in and whack a 50. And that's how you get that those dominant four. It starts with a four, and then you need those middle order that always can rely on and aren't just flopping around like Wadey and Travis Head. They share the time between them in the Australian Test Summer. So if Travis Head didn't get a time, then Matthew Wade would get one. And that's what England are missing to rebuild their Red Bull cricket side after they've been so dominant, one of the best sides, the best side in the world, the best side I've ever seen seen play cricket one day. Of course, T20, they could start rebuilding, but it's very good. And they could probably knock some some out against Pakistan, uh, that side. But of course, especially if you focus on the one-day side, it is the best ever. And they, of course, they work on that. They worked on that for four years before the World Cup. They are and luckily win the World Cup after some drama with Ben Stokes, of course. But they do go and do that. And they haven't really focused as much on the Red Bull. It's probably time for England to focus on the Red Bull, and but still working on that white ball. Because if they work on that white ball cricket, they could go back-to-back cricket World Cups. Because they, the players that they had now can still play next World Cup and retire after that. And they'll probably be in the same level because England has pretty high standards of training and physics and mental health. So those players will be top level then, which they are now. So they could probably go on and win another World Cup. But at that stage, it's the Red Bull cricket that worries them. Falling down, so if they lose one test match in the Wisdom Trophy, England versus West Indies then, they will fall down to five, which isn't really England's hope. I think... The players that England have to put into their team should be top three. New Zealand shouldn't be in there. It should be Australia, India, England. That should be the sides. If England work and pick the right players, which I don't really think they have done for this first test, they could get a major team. But by picking guys who get 30, 30 odd runs, maybe 30 runs out, that's pretty tough. You got three guys, top border, who get that mate, like 100. Then you're ready to throw down, then you put them in, and then you just make 250. Of course, other sides will come and whack you, but they need to work on that. And if they're going to bring in the young guns, which they are doing in this case, uh, they will need to take their feet and going down to build up, which I think Sat Crawley, Sat Crawley, Uli Pope, let's get back to him in a sec. But especially um, Zach Crawley and Dom Sibley are two massive young guns that could show their spot in the team over coming years. But right now, I don't think they're the right pick. So let's move on to the lower order. So let's just start with me saying how I think England will go with their 11 against West Indies. I would say opening with eh, Zach Crawley and uh, Dom Sibley. I don't really know what order. And then getting in uh, Joe Denley, which I think is a surprise. He hasn't really showed anything. He's just showed 92 against Ireland. School. But fair enough. Bring in Joe Denley at three. You could push up other players. You would need to put in uh, Josh Butler around four, I would say, ish. Go Ben Stokes and Uli Pope. And then go Archer, James, Anson, Stu Broad. 
Ende Lonely Spinner um, Dom Sibley, which will be their spinner for Test Series, which, like, Dom Best will be their spinner, uh, which will be tough for him, of course, uh, being the only spinner, having played many tests, that will be a real challenge. But, uh, yeah, I think Don Best is the right call if you go to the spinning side. He's better than Jack Leach, and they don't really have a wide range of picks from, from spinners. Now let's jump over to Lee Pope, who's regarded as one of the world's best up-and-coming players for the next Ben Stokes, as he did very well and he earned to be the next Ben Stokes as he shined in South Africa, just batting after Ben Stokes. That's where the runs come from in the England uh, squad. They come from middle order these days. Just Butler, Ben Stokes, Uli Pope. Those are the guys to, that they want to make 300, 250 and then they could get past 300 mark every test thanks to those guys and incredible wins they had over in South Africa, which showed that they could be on their right way up but we don't want them to flop and fall against West Indies or Pakistan in this home series and do really well and show that these players should be in there. And I think Uli Pope, as it goes, I think Uli Pope should be moved up the order. I think Uli Pope could bat at four or five even, bat before Josh Butler and be in the top order. I think that would be a good start for England to work on, to put in a player like Uli Pope in the top order that can get hundreds. If he doesn't get hundreds there, move him back. But if he does get hundreds there, that will be England's solution um, to how they're going to pick their team. And if we, if I go and look on the reserves that I thought should have been with, I think uh, Ben Folks, up and coming wicketkeeper, should have given him a chance. Just Butler, I don't know. Nah, I've already told you about Josh Butler. Nah, not a good keeper. For that instance, I think it's pretty fair. Um, Shakib Mohammed, I was a little bit amazed that he even got into the reserves. I haven't seen that match from him in Lancashire County over the years, and I didn't knew he was going to get that much responsibility. But yeah, he got, and let's see he can if he can show his English fans if he gets a game, show them what he has, what he's going for. Uh, that that could be amazing. It can be a big moment for him to show really what he is. But now, enough about England. Let's move over to the West Indian side, which is a big side. And they're going to challenge after they have been very low for the last one or two years in cricket. They have not played at their top a single bit. If you look on the rankings for them in test, they are nine. In ODI, they are nine. In T20, they are nine. And in test, I said, sorry, I meant eight. If they lose one test against England, they will fall back over the trotch and get under Bangladesh and go on nine. Second last spot, if they go and get a wipe that series, which England clean sweep them, they'll be 10th and they'll be the worst test ranked side at the moment in the world. Uh, while England are fourth, working their way downwards, but Sri Lanka is a far bit away, so it's safe. For England. But if we're going to talk about Red Bull cricket, which is coming back, it's a magnificent way to bring it back with a massive Red Bull game. Uh, a lot of people are off, so it'll be loads of viewing. Sky Sports will get awesome crowds. And of course, if you want to listen, you can always tune in on our radio station, live broadcast of all the English 
home test summers. We've signed contract for all the Red Bull games. The six test matches coming up, three against West Indies and the three against Pakistan. So it's just to join on our radio channel, uh, which is Cricket Podcast Radio. There you'll find us and available in England and you say for the moment, but in every country in the world, you can find us online if you would like to. So let's just um, quickly get over the West Indian squad for the upcoming game. So Jason Holder will be the captain for the side. He'll be his first time captain seeing the West Indian test team. He's captained the white ball team before. With Germany Blackwood, Nathan Combra, Craig Bathwaite, Sean Box, John Campbell, Russell Case, Raheem Cornwell, which is the big sensation of West Indian cricket. Sakeem Dorsridge, Shannon Gabriel, Chema Holder, Shahi Hope, Asai Jofis, Rahifer and Kamar Roach. That is the West Indian squad for that tour. In England, which is a very strong side, if you look on it. Not the best they've had, but I think they can give England upset. And uh, Jason Holder is a man who wants to achieve stuff. He wants to achieve um, Winston Trophy victory. And he said that to major, major media centres that he wants to win over England. They're coming over here with a motto as him as captain. And even the manager says he has given it to him as him as captain that we want to win this series. We're not going over here to draw or to look to win one test match. We're going over to win the Western Trophy, which is a brand new uh, way of thinking, West Indies. Together with Carl Brathwaite, who is vice-captain, they've made up this plan, and West Indian players just seem to trail on to it. Um, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to watch this West Indian side. England's West Indian, Jason Holder versus Ben Stokes. They've got Jason Holder versus Ben Stokes. That is what they're all talking about. Jason Holder... The number one all-rounder in the world. Ben Stokes, the second all-rounder in the world. Between them, they're very two good players. They buy themselves win games for their team, win test matches. Jason Holder, we've just seen, he he did a nice impact against Afghanistan in that test match. He won that test match for them. And a beautiful impact in the World Cup, winning about three games, a lone-handed batting, just talking to his tail and just staying, digging. He does a job, and that is what... Ben Strokes and you can't forget Lee Pope are doing for the English side at the moment. So yeah, BBC TV had an interview with Jason Holder before upcoming test series yesterday, so Sunday the 5th of July. And uh, some comments he made is, I'm a man with a point to prove. And that point to prove is we're going over to England to beat England. And that takes courage, apparently, to players to believe in that plan. We're going to beat them. And uh, when, if you look on their side, it's the successful bowling attack and also plays a role in the middle order. That is Jason Holder. He's in one of the successful bowling attacks. So bowling is where West Indies have the thing. Raheem Cornwell is a very good spinner. I've talked to Afghan players who met him. Um, Rashid Khan batted against him and he's a spinner himself. He said he's been to ball a lot. It's very tough. You don't really, you can't really get out a plan of what is he doing. So you just need to take your time. And he, that's how he got that temper. 
And, uh, yeah, he scored a double hundred against England last year, uh, which was a big one. And it helped the West Indian side to go and win the last Western Trophy. But uh, something that doesn't worry him is that the comparison to Holden Stokes, he said, it comes pressure on you, but he wants to work through it and get even better. So if we look on the stats com- between Holder and Stokes, 40 tests, Holder 63, Stokes 2,000 runs for Holder, 4,000 for Ben Stokes, batting average the same, 35 centuries, 3 and a 9 for Stokes, wicked 106, Ben Stokes 147, bowling average 25, Ben Stokes 32, and Jason Holder, who's ranked as the world's number one all-rounder, Ben Stokes the second. That's the big fight. Who will be the number one all-rounder when the Western Trophy between England and West Indies? Ten. Uh, between the lack of acknowledgement of Holder as the number one all-rounder in the world, why do many points prove in this series? That's what he said to BBC. It's a tough comment. He's going to drive himself and he's going to drive the West Indian sign uh, into it to get better. And uh, West Indies have not won a series in England, so they've not won a Wisdom Trophy in England since 1998. Uh, but um, according to Jason Holloway, they're getting underestimated and that we are the holders of the Wisdom Trophy after all, and we should, we're going to hold it for when England come to us in West Indies for the next season. That we are the holders of it. Overall, we won the West Indies. We can ha- we don't want to leave it in England. We can take it back home to West Indies and Barbados and keep it there. Today come in two years' time to challenge us at home. We want to show that over two years, we have both won against England in West Indies and in England to prove that we are better than England. That's the comment that Jason Holder said to BBC yesterday night. So, um, uh, the first test, of course, in Southampton, if you don't remember, uh, 8 to 12th of July at JS Bowl, Southampton. Join us in 11 BST or English time. And the second test, 16th to 20th of July, second test, that will be in Old Trafford, 11 a.m. 24th, 38th of July, third test, Old Trafford, to uh, the two venues, the venues for the Pakistan test have not yet been decided. That would be the two venues, Southampton, Old Trafford. That is the two venues for the up-and-coming massive Wisdom Trophy. It's not just a Wisdom Trophy between very classical meeting between England and West Indies. Both sides, of course, play with the same ball and are the only ones that do that in the world. But it's the reunion of cricket and cricket coming back after some tough times. I would thank you all for listening to this, but before we end, I just want to give you a little point that in Sweden today, in a T20 European Cricket League, if you don't know what the European Cricket League is, go and just search it up on Google. It should come up. But in the European Cricket League, uh, Stockholm Tigers got 162 of 10 overs, which is the new European Cricket League record. So I just want to point that since, yeah, I play cricket in Sweden myself, and it's where this podcast is based but thanks for listening my name is Luke Woodgate you can find me Luke Woodgate 11 on Instagram Twitter Facebook or DM me on Instagram to join this podcast 
Um, and you can find the podcast on Instagram, Cricket Podcast Bold. Thanks for listening to Bold, the July 6th, and I hope you're with us tomorrow at 7 o'clock when they all get released at 7 o'clock. Don't miss tomorrow's episode. It will be very special, the first episode, uh, before the Masson Western Trophy between England and West Indies in Southampton. Start. You can watch it on Sky Sports and listen on our radio. Thanks for listening. Bye.